You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to more of the Greek's Gridiron. It is that time of the week as we do every Tuesday morning, going through all 32 teams, ranking them from worst to first in my weekly power ranking. So, Make sure that like button, subscribe button, and comment down below. Where would you have some of these teams ranked? What am I getting right? What am I getting wrong? And everything in between. But let's dive right into it. Starting with the bottom four teams here, we are looking at the Texans at 32, the Lions at 31. We have the Raiders at 30, and then the Steelers at 29. So the Texans and Lions staying put where they are. Still, in my opinion, two of the bottom teams in the league, the Lions just releasing their defensive backs coach. There's a lot going on over there. There seems like they're starting to try to turn things around by at least maneuvering some of the people in charge of things. And then the Texans, of course, in a tighter contest, but I can't really... I can't move them up just because they kept a tight one against a Titans team that was starting their backup QB, who does not quite seem to be ready to be playing NFL action yet. But overall... This is how I feel about them. The Raiders dropping a massive five spots after just dropping a goose egg. And if you're dropping a goose egg in the NFL against a team like the Saints, that no offense because I was really high on the Saints for the Saints fans, but it's not like the Saints have been lighting the world on fire this season. There's something going on with the Raiders, and it, it this is not where I expected this team. And I don't think a lot of people expected this team to be. And as for the Steelers, I mean, they're working through a rookie quarterback and a lot of change going on here. The rumors of Chase Claypool potentially being moved, flying all over the place with the deadline today. Who knows? But obviously, a lot going on in Pittsburgh as well, and I feel comfortable with them at 29, at least for now. Into the next four, we're looking at the Bears at 28, the Panthers at 27, the Jaguars at 26, and then the Broncos at 23. So a lot of positive movement for these teams here because of just other teams dropping below them. Bears move up a couple of spots, mainly because of teams dropping below them, but also partially because I felt good enough about their loss this week and also them beating the Patriots last week that I think they deserve a little bit of respect. They hung in there with the Cowboys, I think, a little bit more than some people expected. Yeah, they still lost, what was it, like 49 to 29 or 49 to 28, whatever the final score was. But regardless, the fact that they dropped that many points on a defense that has been terrorizing some teams, credit goes to them for at least putting up a solid fight. And again, you're coming off of a, a very big upset victory on Monday night against the Patriots. Good on them. Move up a couple spots in the Panthers. Couple spots as well. Losing a game they should have won if DJ Moore had just kept his helmet on. I did not expect the Panthers and Falcons to have what was potentially the game of the week. That was a very crazy matchup. And if you have not watched it and you have the opportunity to go back and watch it, it's a pretty exciting contest. And uh, I did not expect to get that game from that from that game itself. Uh, and so hats off to the Panthers for taking the fight to the Falcons. Cannot believe they lost that game with a couple of missed field goals at the end there in the fourth quarter in an OT. But it is what it is. They do move up a couple of spots again, like I said, because some teams are moving down below them, but they put up a solid fight. The Jaguars dropping five spots here after a loss to the Broncos in London. And I've got to say, I don't know what happened, but I really thought the Jaguars were going to trend in a really good direction this year. And while they look better than they did last year, don't get me wrong, and, and it's Doug Peterson's first year coaching the team now, it'll probably take a little bit longer for them to put things together. I expected this team to be a little bit further along than with only two wins where they're at right now. So a little disappointed there. And then the Broncos, of course, round out this next group here at 25, getting a big victory here. They move up three spots this week, again, mainly because the Steelers and the Raiders dropped so much and the Jaguars as well. It kind of boosted them up a little bit more than I really wanted to move them. But just based off how I felt about other teams moving, they get a nice little boost with their victory in London. 
Going through 24, we have the Colts, then the Cardinals at 23, the Browns at 22, and then the Saints at 21. So the Colts falling a couple spots here, losing to the Commanders. You know, I didn't really have super high hopes for Sam Ellinger, and he didn't play terrible, but he didn't really light the world on fire either. But he played well enough, I guess, to warrant another look at him. So the Colts are where they are. The Cardinals dropping three spots here. This is more so about just teams jumping them than it was really their performance because they played a pretty tight game that I don't think... I expected the game to be closer, but... Or not closer, like as close as it was, I should say. But I'm surprised at how well they played the Vikings, considering how potent the offense is over there. But they do drop a few spots there. The Browns going up plus one, pulling off a huge victory last night. I, I don't know if this is more about what's going on with the Bengals and injuries and missing Jamar Chase in this game or what, but that was a completely one-sided tilt. I did not expect to be in the favor of the Browns. Like if you told me the Bengals are going to blow up the Browns, sure, but that was not what I was expecting from that game. Nick Chubb, absolute beast. When Deshaun Watson comes back, this team is potentially going to be a problem if he can recapture his old form. And the Saints jumping up five spots here. This is another one where you're moving up a lot more so because of what's going on around you. But, I mean, when you force a team to drop a goose egg in a game, you put up 24 points, you look really solid in the outing. I mean, you do get some credit, but they do move up a significant amount of spots just because a lot of teams moving down below them. But hats off to the Saints for doing what they did to the Raiders this week, man. At home, you know, getting it done and, like, you get it done convincingly at that. That was a really good showing by them. Next four, and to round out the bottom 16, we have ourselves the Commanders at number 20, who are starting to become a sneaky little contender conversation type of team. You have the Falcons staying put at number 19. I have the Bucks dropping two, and then I have the Packers staying put at number 17. So Commanders moving up four spots here. At this point, they've had some pretty solid victories the last few weeks, and with Chase Young coming back fairly soon, I think that defense is going to get a little bolt of energy, and who knows, this team could could ride the lightning that is the <laughs> that is Taylor Heineke. So we'll see what happens here. But uh, good, good on the commanders. Considering where they were like a few weeks ago, I, if they keep winning games, does Carson Wentz come back and start? I, I don't know. I, Taylor Heineke's definitely going to make that conversation a interesting one. Falcons staying put at 19. You win a game you probably should have lost, but you get the win nonetheless. You do what you can. You you, you control what you can. And uh, they got themselves a victory here, one that I did not expect them to come out of coming towards the end of that game. And hats off to them. You get the job done. Your your team was the one that made the field goal. So you get it done in an OT over a Panthers team that played a way more competitive game than I think anyone expected to see. The Buccaneers dropping a couple spots here with another loss this week to the Ravens. And, you know, three and five is not where I expected this Buccaneers team to be. The fact that they're still in the thick of the AFC, excuse me, NFC South race, though, um, you know, it does give them a little bit of help there. But overall, my goodness, you know, they're and even now, like I still look at the Buccaneers like, you know, they'll, they'll turn it around and get it done as each week goes by. And we're now going into week nine of the season and the Buccaneers just cannot seem to keep it together offensively. The defense, their the injuries are starting to pile up, too. It's only going to get harder to win going through the rest of the season here and for them to be three and five. It's a blessing that the NFC South is the way it is right now, because they have a shot to still win the division just because of where everyone is with wins and losses. But if this was any other year and say the saints were winning as many games as some people expected them to myself included in that group, the Buccaneers would be in trouble right now. Packers sitting at number 17. They get another loss this week. And I've got to say, man, this again, another team that is just kind of, 
you know, it, trudging along, not where I expected them to be, despite the fact that I know they have so many inexperienced guys at wide receiver, the offense just looks completely discombobulated. Like, it, did Devonte Adams really matter that much that your team lived and died on his play? Because at this point, I mean, Rodgers is up and down some games, and, and and you can see the frustration boiling over on him. It's just surprising that losing Devonte Adams has like completely derailed this offense. I understand how great he is. Don't get me wrong, but did not expect a wide receiver to matter that much to what a team with a back-to-back MVP at quarterback was doing on offense. It's a little bit surprising to me, I've got to say. Next up for the beginning of the top half of the league, at 16, we have the Rams. At 15, we have the Jets. 14, we have the Pats. And then at 13, we have ourselves the Bengals dropping out of the top 10 this week. So Rams blown out by the 49ers. I don't know what it is. I talk about this every single time this game comes up. It's whether it's a schematic thing, a personnel thing, some sort of head coaching mismatch or whatever it may be between Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. He just cannot get it done. And I I don't know what it is, but the Rams have such a hard time trying to beat the 49ers. And it's it, it ends up like this too, where it's like not even close. So Rams got to figure it out. The O-line still not looking great. And the offense is just altogether not where I would expect it to be for a team that looked really good on paper. I mean, minus the offensive line concerns this season. It's just been a little bit of a head scratcher. And also like the loss of Odell Beckham right now is insane. How much he, it's insane how much he made this offense better when he was there. And Allen Robinson being as dominant of a guy that he is, it's surprising that he does not see more looks and he does not get more opportunity. Uh, just a very weird scenario for the Rams. <clears throat> now, the Jets at 15, dropping five spots here. A lot of people yesterday were saying we are they are who that we thought they were. The whole, you know, same old Jets narrative and whatnot. I don't know if that's true or not, but I will say that I was a little bit concerned putting them any higher than 10 a couple of weeks ago. I kept them at 10 because I still wasn't too sure of what was going on. And then seeing them lose the way they did to the Patriots and watching that game play out, I am definitely a little bit concerned offensively now that Brees Hall is gone. It just felt like their offense was in a position of just, you know, we need to be resuscitated kind of deal. And I will say this, there was a point where that pick six happened. I got called back for the roughing the passer penalty, where if that interception happens, I really feel like momentum swings and the Jets probably do come out and win that game. I have a hard time believing the way the Patriots have been playing this year. They come back and win that game if they're down 17 to three, but that regardless, that's not the case. And the fact that your offense really could not do much else beside like from that point forward Tough showing for the Jets. Uh, I'm not going to knock them out of the top 16 at least. So they're still in the top half of the league. They do have a 5-3 and three record right now, but uh, definitely a lot lower on the boards than I would expect them to be for being 5-3. and three. But just based off of what I've seen from them recently, my concern about them, I'm a little bit worried about where they're heading right now. Patriots sit right above them at 14. Pretty much said all I have to say about that. The Patriots are one of those teams that I don't really understand. They, they look bad, but they're winning games here and there. It's... Or they look good in some of their wins with a backup quarterback. I don't know. The Patriots got to figure it out. They're somewhere on like fringe playoff team at four and four. So I think 14 represents that fairly well as like the number seven seed of the AFC. 13 Bengals falling five spots here, getting completely dog walked by the Cleveland Browns. I did not expect that to be the result. Like I mentioned when I was talking about the Browns earlier, but they are uh, definitely missing Jamar Chase at this point. I think he is. And I guess this is, this is kind of, this kind of, 
makes the Packers point of just how important a receiver can be for an offense and how explosive the offense can end up being with that guy there on that team because the, the Bengals just do not feel the same when Jamar Chase isn't on the field. So hopefully when he comes back, they're going to be all right. Uh, I do think that the Bengals are better than their record still. I believe that, but that was definitely an ugly showing for a team that I had in the top 10 just last week. Moving into the next four group, we have Chargers at 12, 49ers at 11, Dolphins at 10, and then the Titans staying put at number nine. So the Chargers moving up a couple of spots despite playing a game. this They're not playing a game this week, rather, uh, mainly because of just teams slipping below them. So good on them. You had a really good bye week. 49ers moving up four spots here with their dominating victory over the Rams. The addition of Christian McCaffrey now two weeks into this whole project has been has paid in like tenfold. I've got to say the, the, the trifecta touchdown thing he did this past week and just how dominant he looks on the field, how fresh he looks on the field. If he can stay healthy, he is going to be an absolute problem for teams to deal with, with the way Kyle Shanahan can scheme things up on offense. And it's interesting to see him almost take over the role of like what Debo Samuel was doing last year, running the football, catching the football, doing all that. So Debo doesn't want to do that. You pay him. He's not doing that anymore. You get in Christian McCaffrey and you can have Christian McCaffrey do it. And he can throw the football really well as well, apparently. So good luck to everyone in the 49ers. I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, but the rest of that team is phenomenal on paper and they look really good. So we'll see where they go. Dolphins sitting at number 10, you move up a spot, tight victory over the Lions, and realistically, the only reason they moved up one spot this week is because of the fact I had the Bengals drop so low, so good win for the Dolphins, you got tested a little bit there, you were down 27 to 17, I think it was, going in a halftime, so scary game, but you squeak out the victory, you want to win those tight ones, they're 5-0 and when Tua starts the game and finishes, so things looking good for the Dolphins, and then the Titans at number 9, ugly victory, you bring in Malik Willis as your starting quarterback with Ryan Tannehill being hurt, watching Derrick Henry completely maul the Texans defense was a fun thing to watch, it's like, you know, old King Henry coming back to play, which is exciting to see, so... Titans obviously going to live and die on their running game this year, whether it ends up being Malik Willis starting next week or if it's Ryan Tannehill, we'll see. But it, it seems like they have figured out how to get back to that ground and pound system that they like and be effective with it. I don't know if that's going to hold because it was the Texans they were playing this week, but we'll see. Next group of four, we're looking at the Giants, the Seahawks, the Ravens, and then the Cowboys in that order from eight to five. So the Giants falling three spots here. I dropped them one spot last week, even though they beat the Jaguars, because I, and I even said this, I was a little bit concerned with that win and just how tight, <clears throat> excuse me, how tight and scary it was to a team that I currently have to rank 26th in the league. So you come into this matchup, I actually picked the Seahawks to win this game because that offense is just on fire right now over there in Seattle, and the Giants just could not really keep up, and today they fell victim to the turnovers and things that were basically helping them win games prior to this, where they seemed to be getting the ball bouncing their way or the ball popping out from the other team into their direction. Ultimately, tough game for the Giants. You only score 13 points. Offense did not look nearly as good as it has in the last few games, so... We'll keep an eye on the Giants. I still really believe in them. You only have two losses on the year. You are well into the thick of the race for the NFC East, but I would have liked to see a little bit of a better showing from them offensively, and maybe I wouldn't have dropped them as far, but they, they rest at number eight for now. 
Seattle Seahawks at number seven. They move up five spots here. This is a massive jump for them. They were at 12 last week, and I told everyone, put some respect on the Seahawks' name, and I think it's time we do so. Geno Smith is legit at this point. You can't go through nine weeks of this or eight weeks of the season moving into week number nine and not give the guy the respect he deserves at this point. I cannot believe that this is where they are right now, but it is, and it's been an impressive thing to watch. The offense looks really good. The, some of the rookie defensive players that they have brought in this year are phenomenal. Tariq Woolen is unbelievable dude everyone myself included really good raw talent I was singing his praises coming into the draft but for him to have been able to put a lot of it together in like the technical sense of things playing cornerback probably the hardest position in football to play I mean hats off to him dude that whole just that, that whole rookie class I would argue is probably the best one coming out of this past this past year's draft I I can't believe the Seahawks are contending the way they are the defense is really starting to find itself We'll see what happens going forward, but I'm very high on the Seahawks right now. And I mean, they started way at the bottom of my power rankings this season. Ravens sitting at number six. You win a tight contest, but it, the score made it look a little bit tighter than it actually was. That game was more Ravens than anything else during that back half of the game. Buccaneers were just able to keep it close at the end there, but Ravens looked good in their victory, continuing to be the contender that I believe that they are. Cowboys, they get a massive victory themselves. Uh, this was a scary one, I will say, and they move up one because the Giants dropped three spots here, and I'll, t I'll tell you what, you get the win, you drop 49 points, fantastic game offensively, but to allow 29 points to a Chicago Bears team that has not necessarily looked the greatest this year, they, they do have three wins though, but little bit concerning because I love the Cowboys defense. I think they have one of the best defenses in the league right now, especially with that pass rush. Micah Parsons, Marcus Lawrence, crazy duo over there. But little concerning to see how many points the Bears got. But number five in the league. So put some respect on the Cowboys name. And then to round out the top four, absolutely no movement. This has been my top four for I think the last two weeks now and in I mean it's only one team different from three weeks ago I've been very confident in the way I have my top four Vikings sit in this at the bottom at number four I mean you have a tight game with the Cardinals you get the win you play the way you're supposed to and they they win a game that you know you find yourself in a weird spot and this is a kind of like the prove it game you know you get yourself in a weird scenario where you're in a tight game with a lesser opponent you still get the victory good on them the Chiefs obviously did not play this week nothing really went on to make me believe that they should be dropping down the board uh they made that acquisition for Kadarius Tony just a few was it a few days ago so or maybe last week whenever it was so good on them for adding another piece to the offense for Patrick Mahomes and then you have the Bills at number two big victory against the Packers I'm a little bit surprised they didn't blow out the Packers more than they did Josh Allen with a couple of in interesting interceptions that felt like throws that he probably would wish he had back he even brought that up in his postgame press conference but good showing by the Bills in their victory as well and the Eagles completely smashing the Steelers uh, you know that at this point, I, I mean, I know a lot of people have hounded me about having the Bills at two and the Eagles at one, but watching the Eagles play the way they do, you go into a game against a lesser team in the Steelers, you should be hurting them bad. And watching A.J. Brown go for three scores the way he did, the you and you on that third touchdown kind of sums up just how much better he is than everybody else right now at what he's doing. A.J. Brown is phenomenal. When he's healthy, top five receiver in the league and he's healthy right now and doing his thing but Eagles at number one for me I, I, I like the balance they can win on the ground they can win through the air I love the Bills offense too don't get me wrong but their run game is not as convincing to me as the Eagles and that's where I have the slight advantage Eagles I also like the defense over there in Philadelphia even a hair more than I do the Bills but that's it for me
Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for making it the whole way through. I'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one.